Recently, I was working on something, and I realized a very simple truth. How do we put faith in God? And I realized every time we pray calling on God for help or wisdom, we put our faith in God. Every time. That is such a simple thing. I've heard church people say, oh, God would never let that happen to me. God will take care of me. And I know that they don't really believe that. I know that they are hoping that, but somehow something's missing. Well, the key is putting your faith in God by calling on God. A simple example of this is something that happened to me in 2021. I'm currently 84 years old, almost. And very fearful thoughts began to come to me. What if you get to where you can't walk? Those thoughts come in the form of, what if I get to the place where I can't walk? I can't live here if I can't walk. At least walk a little bit. I can't live here. I would have to find someplace else to live. I would have to move. In the midst of those fearful thoughts, which were sent by devils, I cried out and said, Oh, God, help me. And instantly I heard, God will supply all your need. And I said, Oh, that's right. God will supply all my need. Well, immediately I was joyful. And there were no more fearful thoughts on that subject at that time. The devil attacks us from time to time. But the minute that God communicates with us, that devil flees from us. That is, submit yourself to God. We do that by saying, oh, God, help us. And then God sends us his word to help us. We resist the devil the minute the word is sent by just simply believing the word. And when the devil sees we believe that word that came from God, he flees from us and we don't have those thoughts. But he may come back the next week or the next day. When Jesus was dealing with the devil and the thoughts from the devil in Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4, we have the written recording. When the devil was bringing destructive thoughts to Jesus, it said the devil departed from him for a season, not permanently, for a season. There was a woman in our church group who used to get depressed when she thought it wasn't permanent. She thought when a problem struck and it was resolved, then she would never have that problem again. And she would become depressed. Well, we shouldn't be depressed. We have the answer to the problem at all times. Our answer is turning to God. Calling on God for help or asking God what to do about the problem. Wisdom. Asking for wisdom. And we have constant access to God. And every time we call on God... We show we're putting our faith in God. 
And we must remember that God knows the future. And he will lead us in the right way. And as we consider what we do and how we know the wisdom that we hear is from God, we have scripture to show us the characteristics of the wisdom from God. So we learn how to recognize those ideas that come from God. One time, there was a young woman who mentioned that she prayed over such and such. And I said to her, well, then how do you recognize that the ideas that come to you are from God? And she was a little offended by that. Well, ideas can come from devils after we pray, or ideas can come from our own fleshly desire and preferences, or ideas can come to us from God by His Spirit bringing ideas to our mind. So we need to be able to recognize which ideas are from God after we pray about something. Well, the thing God started me on teaching me about this years ago was his yoke is easy and his burden is light, Matthew 11. So the idea that comes to me, if it's from God, it's going to be easy to take care of, easy to be entreated. If something is overly expensive or terribly complex, I always know I don't have the idea that it's from God. After I moved to Colorado, I needed some help with my sound system for my television. I called a dealer in Denver and discussed it with him and told him what I had and what I needed. And he got into such a terribly complex statement that I never called him again. I knew he was not the right person for me to work with on this situation because it was so terribly complex. I always know if a person brings me information that's like that, I'm dealing with the wrong person. And I also know that if I'm working through something and everything is just so difficult, I don't have the plan from God. The reason I know that is because of this God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Also, in James chapter 3, verse 17, God tells us the characteristics of the wisdom that is from God so that we can recognize when something's not from God. James 3.17 But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. We bought a new car in the year 2020, and we began having trouble with the car almost immediately. So we took the car back to the car dealer. After we got the car back, we put the dogs in the car to take them to the dog park, and when we arrived 
at the dog park, there were two neighbors of Pam standing there when we parked the car. And we began chatting with them. And he said, did you get a new car? And uh, Pam replied, yes. And I can't remember what caused me to say this, but I said to them, well, we've had trouble with the car and we took it back to the dealer to fix the car. And this woman said, well, I would take the car to the dealer and make him give me a new car. Is that an idea that's from God or is that an idea that's from the flesh of the human being? Well, I knew it wasn't an idea from God because it was not peaceable, pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated. So it was so disruptive. I knew that that idea was of her own self. And I also knew something about the woman, because this is the first time I'd ever met the woman. But by her statement, I could see this was a woman who would cause unnecessary trouble. So I was alerted to this fact, which I warned Pam about after we left the dog park. And Pam said, oh, I'm so glad to have that information about this woman because this woman liked dogs very much. And Pam is very susceptible when a person likes animals and she gravitates toward these people. Well, this woman will cause trouble and I could see it immediately. So this information, the wisdom that's from God, really can be helpful in showing us people to beware of. The wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Recently, there was a man who came to do some help for us that involved moving an object which we weren't able to deal with. And this man came to help us. We were paying him, but he came to do this job. And as he stood talking to me, I was had my television set on, and he said, oh, that's such a good picture. And we were talking about it. And we were talking about NFL Sunday ticket. He used to have that, and he even told us about it and told us that the reception is good in Colorado, even where it snows. So um, I knew he had NFL Sunday ticket. Football season was just starting, and I mentioned it to him. And he said, oh, I no longer have that. Now I'm doing this. If I want to see the football game, I'm going to the local bar. He said it just saves so much money not to have to use DirecTV. Well, I know it's higher to use DirecTV, and you can get TV for cheaper prices. And I said to him, oh, I once uh, looked for cheaper prices too, but I've just stayed with DirecTV, although I know it's expensive. I just felt this was a warning. To have to go out, well, I wouldn't do it, but to have to go out and go to a cafe or a bar in order to see a football game, that's a hard yoke. That would be a very hard yoke for me. And it would bring stress, even if you weren't going to a bar and you could go to a, an eating place. It still would be stressful. Well, I can't walk, and so it'd be very hard for me to do this. With COVID-19, 
Uh, I certainly wouldn't do it. But there are just so many phases of it. But what it showed me about this man is be a little cautious about him because he is not making very good decisions, in my opinion, at this point in time. The wisdom that's from above is pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. I could see he was going in his own wisdom, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. So many times you are alerted to another person and the way they're making decisions. And then after he left, I mentioned him. We could get him on something else to do some little tiny thing for us. And Pam said, no, I've just had trouble with him lately. His thinking hasn't been straight. Something's wrong with him. I said, oh, I see. And then I'm, as I make this recording, reminded of him and how his wisdom just, in my opinion, wasn't good on the idea of every week having to go out to the bar to see his football team, which was Green Bay, and we live in Colorado. Well, my football team is Dallas, and living in Colorado, we have direct TV so that we get the game, even if it's not broadcast locally. It's just the yoke is hard when you go by saving money or your own ideas, unless the idea on saving money is from God. I was uh, looking at my 25-year-old car one day and considering having new upholstery put on the front seat when I heard from God on the matter. And what I heard was, or you could just buy a new car. Now, that may sound like a hard yoke, but I had just sold a house in Texas. I had no debt of any kind. I've consolidated my living so that I have moved in with one of our church members and she helps me, and it costs almost nothing. She doesn't want to take any money, but I pay her some money each month to help with expenses. And But my living expenses are so reduced after selling the house. I don't have upkeep on the house any longer, and I have all the money from the sale of the house sitting in the bank. So I could easily buy a new car, but I'd never thought of that. But the Holy Spirit is the helper, and as I'm considering the situation of putting new upholstery on my 25-year-old car, I hear, or you could just buy a new car. That night, God gave me a dream that I bought a new car. The next day, I told Pam about the dream and what I'd heard from the Holy Spirit, and I said, I want to go out today and look for a new car which we did, and by the time the day was over, we had bought a new car. So this is hearing from God. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. The wisdom that's from above is pure. It's not biased with uh, some type of bone to pick or something. It's peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, and without hypocrisy. Another example of dealing with fear, dread, concern. I had 
a 97-year-old cousin who told me this one day. She said, I do all right in the daytime, but at night I get so lonely. Her husband had died 10 years earlier. I said, oh, that's no problem. All you have to do is when you feel that loneliness begin coming upon you, just turn to God and ask him to help you, and he will. This cousin has been taken to church all her life. As a baby, her mother took her to church. And at 97, she was living in a Church of Christ home in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm sure she went to church constantly. So this really should have been very simple for her to just call on God for help when the loneliness began to come. But in order to call on God for help, you have to really believe that God will help you. And I guess she didn't believe he'd help her or it went against her doctrine at church or something. But anyway, a couple of weeks later, I was talking with her and she told me the exact same thing. I do well in the day, but I get so lonely at night. And by that, I knew she had not called on God for help after I exhorted her to do that. So after that, I didn't try to help her anymore. There's a scripture that God has had me very carefully follow. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and striving about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Titus 3, 9 through 11. A man that is an heretic, in other words, if he doesn't submit himself to the power of God or the exhortation that you might bring that is godly, after the first and second admonition reject, knowing that he is subverted and sinneth being condemned of himself. In other words, you can't keep trying to share with him when he shows you he will not heed the scriptures. He will not do the scriptures. I find that most people who attend church really don't understand calling on God for help. They think somehow or that they're just supposed to have faith and God will work it all out and they don't really understand the principle of calling on God for help. And also for wisdom. If anyone lacks wisdom, we have a promise from God on that subject. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. James 1.5 When I don't know what to do, I pray, God help me, please show me what to do about this. One day I went out to my get in my car to go buy groceries. I opened the car door, turned on the ignition, and there was absolutely nothing. No power, no motor turning over, nothing. The car was dead. And I just automatically said, God, what do I do about this? It was 5 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. And I heard quickly, call your mechanic. 
So I rushed into the house, got the phone number, called, and he said, I was just walking out the door to go home. But he said, I'll bring you a battery. I'll come by your house en route home and bring a battery and put it in your car. I caught him just in time. His shop is closed on the weekends. Now, of course, I could have called someone else to get a battery if I'd had to wait until Saturday. But getting something fixed at 5 p.m. on a Friday afternoon was just sort of a miracle to me. But it was God who told me what to do. Call your mechanic. Quick, quick, call your mechanic is what I heard. If any of you lack wisdom and don't know what to do, ask of God who giveth to all liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. That's a promise of God. He will give you the wisdom on what to do. You may think, well, how can he get the wisdom to me? I wouldn't worry a lot about that. Remember, he created heaven and earth. So he certainly knows how to communicate to us information. Usually. God just brings me a thought or an idea showing me what to do. And that's one of the works of the Holy Spirit, is to convey that to us. The Holy Spirit is a helper. He helps us by searching the heart of God to show us what God wants us to do in the specific moments of this life especially when we encounter a problem. You can read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. One day when my mother was still living, we went to get our lunch. I always went to a place that I could get us a box lunch, and it cost $5.30. I would take a $5 bill and a quarter and a nickel out of my purse and I left my purse with my mother while I went in to get the food. One day I looked in my purse and I couldn't find a quarter and a nickel and I was digging through my coin purse hunting a quarter and a nickel and I heard these words three dimes will work and I looked in my coin purse, and I had several dimes. That was the Holy Spirit helping me. A lot of people think we don't need help. Well, I need help all the time. And I'm grateful to have help from God. I'm grateful to be able to turn to God and ask Him to help me. And it's automatic with me. When those fearful thoughts came, what if you get to where you can't walk? You're 84. What will you do? I was automatically screamed out to God. Oh, God, help me. So much becomes automatic, especially as we get older and have more experience in communicating with God. If we do automatically just call out to God, Once in a while, we forget to pray. But I find that it just kind of comes out of my mouth out of desperation in a time like that, or like the car battery. 
what do I do about this? That's tone of voice is how I feel. In 2018, I fell and broke a hip and a wrist. And after surgery, the doctor put me in a rehab hospital. And for the first month, I couldn't do anything. He said, don't put any weight of any kind on that leg. So it was, I just had to lie in bed. I was alone in that rehab hospital. I have no relatives. I had three people that occasionally visited me. But I was basically alone all day. I would wake up in the morning and the idea of facing the entire day and being alone would be there. And I learned, just call on God for help with that day. Because the thought was, how can I get through this day? And I would call on God to help me and help the time pass. By three or four o'clock in the afternoon, sometimes I would remember that the time had passed and I wasn't even aware of it, and it was almost supper time. God had answered that prayer and helped me get through that day. And I was in rehab hospital for two and a half months. In 2010, I was adding something to my sound system, and I decided I called around the state of Texas to the dealers that dealt with high-end sound equipment because I was looking for one specific thing for my system. And I found a young man in East Texas. I lived in West Texas. I found a young man in East Texas, and he said, now I will come and bring you this item and put it in, and it won't cost you any transportation or anything. I, I use my frequent flyer miles for things like this for my customers. And I liked his personality. He didn't seem greedy or anything. So I said, all right, let's do this. And I told him the piece of equipment that I wanted, and I'd seen he was a dealer in it. We talked about the price that it would cost me, and that was very satisfactory. And he flew from East Texas to Lubbock. It was 600 miles from where he lived. And he flew to Lubbock and used his frequent flyer miles, so it didn't cost either one of us any money for transportation. Everything was very satisfactory. He installed the item I wanted. I liked his personality. Everything went real well, and just as he was walking out my back door, he turned to me and he said, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but they think I have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, I was just stunned because I, I had a bridge partner who had Lou Gehrig's disease, and I knew what it was. He said, I'm going to the hospital in Houston next week, and they're going to give me tests and find out, but they're pretty sure I have ALS. And he left my house. Well, I began praying well, I'd prayed even before he left my house. I was saying to God, oh, please, I, I do hope and pray he does not have ALS. Well, he did have ALS. 
David was 44 when this happened to him. He had a wife and two children. His children were 8 and 12 at the time. I didn't see David much during this period of time because he lived 600 miles from me. But I often talked with him by phone and often gave him scriptures and tried to help him to call on God. He had to go into Houston at one point in time to have some form of operation. And David told me later that they started into the operating room and he said he was so frightened. And then he remembered what I'd said to him about asking God for help. And he did that. And he said he was helped so much after he did that. I had an open vision about David, but actually about two years after I met David, I had an open vision. David played golf, and I saw him on the golf course in this open vision, and he was jumping up and down and waving to us, come on, join me, this is great. I told one of his church members about the open vision, and the church member said, oh, doesn't that mean David's going to be healed? And I said, no, David's dying. But his spiritual condition is fine. And a few days after that, David died. I sent his wife a copy of the open vision, mailed it to her, and also recommended that she have someone read this at the funeral. And also that she give this to her two children so they could see his spiritual condition was good. There was no problem. He was happy. He was fully healed and jumping up and down and on the golf course, which he loved to do. So he was spiritually good condition, and there was no physical problem, of course, after death. We are helped so much by God in situations. And sometimes, We need to call on God, and other times he just helps us without our calling on him. I do want to recommend that you read the writing that goes with this podcast. It's printed on wherever you have gone to get the podcast. You'll see the writing printed there, and it gives several scriptures which remind us to call on God. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.